This is Face the Music, an ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode, well, it was never officially released, so I guess there isn't uh, an episode number. Uh, Beatles Forever. Forever was recorded in 1983 for the Secret Messages album, but despite box sets, Secret Messages special editions, and a double disc release in 2018, it's the only track from the album that has never been released. Andrew Whiteside wrote in the 15th issue of Face the Music in 1993. Beatles Forever remains the band's greatest mystery. We only have tantalizing hints of how it sounded. Bev has described it as a slowish track with a Strawberry Fields Forever feel to it and believes it would have been a huge hit single, a view shared by Kelly in an interview he gave to Hit Parader in 1983. He said, The Beatles song is going to be a big hit single. It's one of those songs that you know is going to be a smash while you're working on it. You can't wait to get it finished so that people can hear it. In King of the Universe number 8, on March 4th, 1999, Dave Morgan said, Yes, I sang on Beatles Forever. I remember it, but it was one of many songs we worked on. I thought it was a daring thing for Jeff to do. I was doing a John Lennon takeoff on it, and I was saying, Is that alright, Jeff? Shall I do this? That's the way it went. It was a Beatles takeoff, as well as being called Beatles Forever. I guess at the end of the day, Jeff probably didn't put it out because it didn't work the way he wanted to. I don't know if Jeff's rubbed my bit off or what. On the June 6th, 2001 episode of Rockline, Jeff Lynn said, It's just one I'd rather keep um, in the cupboard. It's because it's so fawning, you know, it's so uh, over the top, you know. Well, maybe one day it will come out, but I'd like to sort of redo it maybe or something. In the January 2013 issue of Goldmine magazine, Jeff said, I doubt Beatles Forever will ever come out. It's a bit sycophantic. I wrote it as just a bit of fun. I had a song that I'd done, and I called it Beatles Forever as a working title, and started to think what it would be about. It could be about their great harmony and beat. And so, I built this song out of it. And it was quite good, but it's kind of a bit too reverential. It's like, all right, we get it. You like the Beatles. They were just like four boys. I really like them. They were good. They're real great guys. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And... I'm going to channel my journalism training here and start this off with a really stupid generic pun. 
Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra's song-by-song podcast, Long and Winding Road, comes to an end. What a long, strange trip it's been. That's, oh, yeah. no, no, that's... That's no. Grateful Dead. <laughs> no, that's, that's Grateful Dead. Beatles Forever. I first found out about this song in the liner notes book that came with Afterglow. And my reaction was, wait, what? Secret Messages was supposed to be a double album? Oh, wow, look at all these songs that weren't on there. And then I see Beatles Forever is in the book. It's not in the track listing of the box set. And I was like, wow, Beatles Forever? Oh, my God, I would have loved to have heard this. Early 80s ELO paying oral homage, take that as you will, to the Beatles... That's going to sound great. I love early 80s ELO. Jeff Lynne loves the Beatles. Uh, this song is going to be nothing but Stone Cold Awesome. I would love to hear it. Oh, man. I, I, I hope someday it comes out. Because I'm just picturing something bouncy and fun like Rock and Roll is King. But not Rockabilly. More Jeff Lynne weaving his magic of putting together early Beatles. You know, 64, 65 Beatles. Mixing it in with Sgt. Pepper's Magical Mystery Tour era kind of Beatles. Revolver. Kind of putting that whole 62 to 1970 Beatles music. Mixing it all together into one great song. I love the idea of ELO themselves. Playing little snippets of Beatles songs. Because this was before sampling ever happened. Where you just lifted it straight from the record. Bands actually played little snippets of songs they wanted to. Like, Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, lifts from I Feel Fine. Listen up, people. Here's a snippet for Jill. Don't call us. So this is going to be awesome. But I didn't hear it until maybe 2002, 2003. I mean, when Napster came out, I did do searches for it. Maybe somebody leaked it, but I, I never came up with it. When I did find it, the description said that there was some sort of ELO event. Somebody snuck a tape recorder inside, and when they started playing Beatles Forever, they pushed play and record inside their jacket, and that's the version that was out there. And I heard it, and I was... Really? That's... that's it? It's, uh... it's kind of plodding. It's got the chorus that's kind of picks up there. That's not bad. But then it goes back to being plodding. So... this was not the musical event I had hoped for, or the sound that I pictured in my head. It's okay, but it really didn't do much for me. And then, last year, that would be 2020, there's a Bug Club remix where, I don't know how, somebody got their hands on the original version, a master or an acetate or something, and mixed it for a digital world where things are MP3s or YouTube videos, and it's a nice, clean, clear version that would have been released on Secret Messages or Afterglow or Secret Messages special edition bonus tracks. And... I liked it better. You can hear all the interesting little wizards going on there. You can hear the Beatles references better. You can pick out the little parts of Beatles songs that ELO is playing. When you hear it in its proper sound form, it's not a bad song. I still wouldn't say, Sweet Jesus, I Gotta Hear Beatles Forever, but I like it. But nothing that sets my skirt on fire like the anticipation did. 
Anticipation always seems to outweigh what gets delivered. You've been talking to my wife? Well, ah. Uh, <laughs> you have. Yes, I have. Oh, <laughs> She's been talking again. Anyway, on with the song. Well, I wasn't expecting much. The reason I wasn't expecting much is because at this point, a lot of people who are ELO fans have heard it. And other than he should just release it to release it because it was supposed to be part of the album, well, I haven't heard any outrageous praise of the song, saying this is a lost masterpiece, that it's a sin that it never got released, blah, 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 blah. No, um, I've just always heard. And then there's Beatles Forever, which Jeff Lynne, at the last moment, went, <sighs> no. <laughs> this was not a corporate decision to remove the song. This was not one of those things where some A&R man came in and said, no, this is not going to be a hit. In fact, everybody seemed to think it was going to be a hit. And something crossed Jeff's mind saying, you know what? This just sounds like I'm fawning over them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Jeff was 100% right. Yeah. This is definitely not the best written song from the Secret Messages time. At first I was thinking, is this just going to be an instrumental where he's saying Beatles Forever? That'd be nice. Mainly instrumental and then comes in Beatles Forever, Beatles Forever. Actually, that probably wouldn't have been too bad, but... The lyrics are mostly just Beatles songs and talking about how much he likes the Beatles. It sounds like there's some work done on the actual music. Music sounds great. It's obviously Secret Messages ELO. The music sounds great. Uh, I still have some of the complaints about where it sounds like different songs were jammed together a bit. But other than that, it just seems like the music was there. He wanted to do a tribute to the Beatles. And... At the last moment went, okay, I'll just throw their song titles together. And at the last, last moment, he listened to it again and said, hmm, do I really want people to hear this? <laughs> Which, he made the right decision pulling this thing from the album. He should have released it on Afterglow. Because then people probably wouldn't even think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Tell the truth. It was actually released on Afterglow. People would have heard it went, okay, that's Beatles forever. Nice to have it, finally, but eh, see why he left it off. Yeah, I think Jeff made the right call, because this song makes it look like Jeff Lynne is a 12-year-old girl listening to Beatle records, laying on her stomach in her bedroom. There's pictures of the Beatles tacked up all over the walls, kicking her feet up in the air while she's writing in her journal about how wonderful the Beatles are. Oh, they're so dreamy. And then Jeff falls back into his bed, hugging their album covers and just... <sighs> and little hearts emitting from Jeff, popping up in the air. That kind of thing. And when you're a 35-year-old man, yeah. that kind of <laughs> image that stirs up from this song, I, I don't think it's something that you're going to want to put out into the world. Ever. I think another reason why I probably didn't make the album is I think it sounds... Certainly not in the tune of it or anything like else, but I guess of the style. It sounds close to Loser Gone Wild. Kind of goes along slow and 
kind of meandering there and then all of a sudden things shift into a perkier upbeat chorus and then it's back to the slow gear instantly yeah but beatles forever i think the only reason anybody's really concerned about it at all is simply because it hasn't been officially released at some point if it gets officially released everybody will go there okay here's my little conspiracy theory and I'm just pulling this out of my nose, so there should be no credibility or believability added to it. For 20, 30 years, people have been pestering Jeff Lynne to release Beatles Forever. And he's like, no. But maybe he got tired of people pestering about that, but standing his ground, he's not going to release that. But maybe, since we got a nice, really clean copy, Jeff Lynne handed the master recording to somebody who handed it to somebody who handed it to somebody so that the chain of distribution gets so watered down that you, nobody really knows where it leaked from and eventually the bug club gets it and that's how we get the clean version. In this way, Jeff Lynne doesn't officially release it and maybe people will get off his back about putting it out. Or there were different acetates of secret messages and I'm sure a couple of them had Beatles Forever on it and somehow that acetate found its way into the Bug Club's hands. Yeah, I still think Jeff made 100% the right choice of leaving this off the album and leaving it unreleased. Yeah, I wonder how this would have affected his work with George Harrison and the Beatles. I mean, if George heard it, would he have been like, okay, maybe he's a little too into it? And then later on, would he have gotten the gig producing the Beatles if they had heard Beatles Forever and thought... He might be too much of a fanboy for us to work with. I'm sure they've all heard it, though. At this point, sure, but I mean before... I'm sure back then they heard it, because people talk in the industry, and I'm sure they um, went, hey, we know you have a song called Beatles Forever. He probably just all of a sudden the blood drained from his face. Yeah. And at some point he probably ended up playing it for them, and luckily Lennon wasn't alive, because Lennon would (laughs) have... constantly teased him about it. Yeah, he would have tore Jeff apart. To the apart. point where he would have ran away from the sessions crying. Yeah, John had those skills. I'm still certain if they'd become known that McCartney probably gave him some crap for it. So. <laughs> he probably did. Probably some uh, polite jabbing. I'm sure it was just kind of like, okay, now we see why you didn't put that out. Good. Your producer makes good decisions. Okay, let's get on with the work. <laughs> He's the guy. Let's go. <laughs> Got something to say about Beatles Forever? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? There's something about a Beatles song. about an ELO song that lives forevermore. Hello, my old friend. Hello, my old the beauty of the harmonies. <laughs> the sound of the orchestra. All their music will live on and on. Jeff. ELO Forever 
Beatles forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great moments in electric light orchestra history. I really love all the Beatles records. Everything. It's just absolutely amazing when you, you know, I've read articles about how they used to record and stuff. Um, and how they recorded Sgt. Pepper, which is unbelievable. I mean, the equipment they had, how the hell they got to sound like that? You listen to Sgt. Pepper now and it's, it's as good as it or better than anything that's, that's going, that's about now. You know, even the quality of it, you know, everything. Well, hey, this is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on Beatles Forever. At last, I have finally heard this fabled song. I, I, it's, it's produced well, but I don't like it all that much. I think Jeff has gone above and beyond the call of duty when it comes to showing his love and affection for the Beatles. I think it shines through on most of ELO's albums. I mean, I personally think that El Dorado rivals Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Arts Club Band in every way, and I think a new world record is as good as Abbey Road. And Out of the Blue and the double LP version of Secret Messages are reminiscent of the White Album in many respects. And Balance of Power sort of reminds me of Let It Be in its note of finality which rings through every song. So I think it would have been superfluous if Jeff had decided to release this I'm glad he didn't put it on Secret Messages because that album had enough songs on it anyway. And even releasing it as a B-side, I think might have been an embarrassment for the band because it does sound like something that a teenage fan would concoct, although a teenage fan with the genius of Jeff Lynne, which I don't think you're going to find any of those anytime soon. So I'm not, I don't mean to insult the song, and I don't certainly mean to insult those who like it, but um, I'm glad I got a chance to hear it. As an ELO fan, I wouldn't mind if it was put on some kind of retrospective CD or something. I do think fans deserve to have this available to them beyond finding it on YouTube. But again, I think that it's a good thing that Jeff did not release this. Well... I'll talk to you next week, two episodes to go, and I know you all are just dying to hear my full review of From Out of Nowhere and what I might say in the final episode, but I just got to keep you waiting. Have a good one. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Hello guys, this is Madeline here, and this is what I thought of the song. Meh. Meh. Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, from Out of Nowhere Bonus Tracks. Okay, so in that case...
I think we're done here. I, th I think we're done here, yes. Um, and we're actually really done here. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we are.